So if I was created for his pleasure, he has, according to scripture in Ephesians, it says that that there are promises that he's given. Yes. He has allowed me access to him through his precious blood, Ephesians 1 or, or chapter 2 says. But he has allowed me into his presence. And the Bible says that I can go before the throne of grace boldly to obtain mercy. Yes. Today on The Pastors, sickness and disease wreak havoc on every nation on the globe. Not everyone can afford health insurance or pay for medical care out of pocket. Even with advances in modern medicine, there are innumerable ailments that are still incurable. Even in the last few years, tens of thousands of babies and adults have died from the common flu. What are we to do? Continue suffering and wondering when a sickness, disease, virus, bacteria, or another malady causes our decline or demise? Is God seeing all that is happening? The questions, doubts, and pain seem to be on the rise with no hope in sight. There's one question that has echoed throughout the ages. Can God really heal me? Coming up now on The Pastors. Welcome to the pastors. I am so glad you can see me. I can't see you, but you can see me. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us again. And Pastor Glover, as you saw last week and this week, he couldn't make it, but he will be back. So we, we will you will hold it down for amen amen <laughs> can god really heal me that's what we're talking about and i'm just going to go ahead and jump right in the bible says in proverbs 13:12 hope deferred makes the heart sick but when the desire is fulfilled it is a tree of life. How does a fulfilled desire transform a sick heart to a tree of life? We know it's metaphoric, but how is it that a heart can be full of life whenever a desire is fulfilled? Pastor Brian, oh, are you just ready to answer this? I'm ready. <laughs> this is this has been so rich. This whole series, oh. just us discussing healing and discussing yes. really who God is, how we know Him. That's right. Um, I would first say that anytime there's a consistency of what I'm going to term unanswered prayer or mm. things that that don't happen when there's expectation, right, 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 it creates disappointment. Mm. Uh, the answered prayer, the answered time, the heart fulfilled uh, as things begin to unfold, as God begins to move in our lives. And I think all of us sitting here as well as all of you on, online 
have seen the very same thing that there have been times that we've prayed and we didn't see anything yeah. happen. Yeah. And, and those times uh, can become disheartening. Uh, but again, like we discussed last week, to hold on to what you know. Um, and that, to me, that's what a lot of this is. It's, it's discussing stuff that many of us may already know, but it's also staying in alignment and, and allowing God just to, just to show himself mighty, to right. show himself in the moment. And so a heart that's fulfilled through answered prayer it, it creates more faith for the next time. When God, when God moves whenever I'm sick, or, or let's just take it down to something as simple as a headache, which is a big deal. Right. Um, but whenever I pray and all of a sudden I realize that my headache's gone, it creates more faith for me to move into something bigger next time. Wow. That is so cool. Did you want to add? Well, maybe later. Maybe later. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> later. I love it. So, Pastor Nikki, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, says Proverbs 16, 24. Sweet to the mind and healing to the body. What are some words that can bring healing to a body? Pleasant words. As the word of the Lord says. Maybe I should answer the whole That's question. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. <laughs> well, but, um, I mean, because we say things like, you know, be encouraged, and that lifts people up. What are some pleasant words that can literally bring healing to the body? Some people say, you know, I just need to hear that. And they say, whew. Yeah. And I guarantee if you checked, the heart rate decreased. Yeah. You know, gave them some peace. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe when I hear that, maybe I, I would look at it uh, a bit different. Of course. I would look at it in the terms of anything that we do creates an atmosphere. That's good right? thinking. That, that environment, right? Yes. You know, sometimes what happens is, you know, we, I go to, sometimes I go visit people in the hospital who are sick, you know. And when I go there, the environment is not where they can get right. healed. No. Because even in their hospital bed, they've got a TV show on, they're watching soap opera, this, this, and those words are creating Correct. an atmosphere I love it. that I you can't really it. get healed. Yes. All right? So sometimes I have to tell them, hey, turn that off. At least turn on the Bible on, 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 yeah. on your phone or something right. or some preaching messages. And so when I think about pleasant words, I just don't think of something that you're saying nice words to somebody that they really right. need to hear. I think about, hey, how can I change the environment That's around so them? so good. You know, what can I say that the environment around them, then it becomes easy for them to connect to God, receive something. Right. Or allow that hope to now grow, you know. And so I think pleasant words would be to me when I hear that, you know, it's like, how can I speak something over somebody's life right. to change that atmosphere? Right. You know, where they can reach out in faith, where they can exercise what they believe to come to true in, in, in their life. Yeah. You know? So I want to mm. say things, Oof. you know, and I think testimony would be pleasant words. Yeah. That's right. You know. And so instead of telling, you know, because somebody always says, you know, well, you know, I was, you know, I had this pain. Well, I also knew this person had pain. I also knew, you know. Right. Well, let's give some testimonies. <laughs> Those are some pleasant words. <laughs> hey, you know, I know this guy. I prayed for this. I had this happen and God healed me. 
Right. That's pleasant words. Right. It puts people like, wow, maybe I can get healed also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I think testimony is a form of pleasant words. That is perfect. And you're right. People do that. Oh, well, you know, uh, I had an uncle who had the same thing you have. Mm-hmm. And they're right there in the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Right, well, he died. He died. <laughs> <laughs> people can kill your faith they so quickly can. with comments. Some people just, and that's why I laugh because they're like, that is so true. People do that. And I remember, oh, what is Kenneth Copeland? Kenneth Copeland, when his daughter was in the hospital and some people came in, he made everybody get out because of what they were speaking. And you have to do that. You have to make sure that you have the right environment right around you conducive for healing. Listen, we're only speaking faith in here. Right. We're only talking about what God is talking about. That's it. Well, Jesus, That's it. Jesus removed everyone from a room. He sure did. You know, the Bible says when he cast them all out. Yes. Because of their mourning and faith. Whenever he said, she's not dead, she's sleeping. And they, they laughed. And the very <laughs> right. next statement, when he cast them all out. Ooh. So he got rid of all of the negative conversation That's and right. the lack of faith in the room. Whoa. Yeah, my dad used to say, if you can't cast them out, cast yourself out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> that is too perfect. And that's what we want you to do. Get rid of the negative. You may even have, I'm just sensing something now, you may even have pictures or little trinkets, little whatnots in your home that people call it energy. It doesn't bring a positive energy. It brings a negative energy. No, they're just spirits. Right. And you need, I would suggest that you get rid of anything that isn't promoting God's presence, something godly, something holy. Of Amen. course, you have pictures there of your loved ones, but if it's something and you just know it just isn't right. Maybe it's a little fun picture of a devil and it has a little funny saying, I'd get rid of it. I really, really would. Because that's just not good for your surrounding, whether you're sick or not. Whether you're sick or not. I know this one preacher, when he goes to preach, uh, even in the hotel room, some of his people go going to remove anything that could distract him from the church service or distract him from what he needs to hear from God. I don't know if you need to really go that far, but if you do, do whatever it takes Mm -hmm. so that it could be just you and God and that you'll have a clean, fresh, worshipful experience in your room and clean your room. I had to do that. I remember one time I was trying to pray and it just... I don't know, something, and, and the Holy Spirit told me, you need to clean your room. And then I heard somebody say, God doesn't come into a junky area or atmosphere. So I said, oh boy. So I cleaned my room and the whole atmosphere was so much better. Brian is thinking he needs to go clean Yeah, I go clean my room. <laughs> no, I, I'm really glad you brought the whole atmosphere topic up because, again, you know, a few weeks ago I discussed, again, yes. <laughs> I discussed um, what I had went through and how easily the atmosphere can change if the wrong people are speaking into where you are. And so atmosphere is absolutely critical because if you remember I had said that there were 
there were all of those that were wanting to tell me their horror stories of exactly what you just said. Wow. Of I, I knew somebody who had the surgery or whatever. Yep. So, so creating a faith-based atmosphere is of utmost importance wow. in order to walk through complete healing and wholeness. It is. It is. Pastor Nikki, when we discussed what we would talk about, you said something. So I want you to to, to just share what is the difference between a sickness, a disease, and an infirmity? Yeah. Because you, you had some insight on that. Share, yeah. share that with us. Well, uh, I think in the simplest way, I can say something like this. Um, sickness is something that happens in your physical body. This is... We get the word disease. Yeah. This is is something that rooted in your soul area. Soul is made up of your mind, your will, your emotions, your memory, your imagination. Something that has happened there. Something is not at ease. You know, that's why we have emotional problems, mental problems, especially today, anxiety and all the things that happen today, depression. That's called this is, you know. And then we use the word called the spirit of infirmity. That means now the root of the sickness is in an evil spirit, mm -hmm. a demonic spirit, something that Satan has sent that has grabbed a particular area of your life. It'd be like me just grabbing his hand. Right. I don't have his whole body. Right. I just got his hand. Right. You know? And so uh, a spirit of infirmity uh, grabs wherever there's an open door. Wow. And that open door becomes a channel for it to put sickness different places. And so people that have a spirit of infirmity, for example, just give an example, just an example. You know, Brian has lung cancer, you know. And so if it's a spirit of infirmity, if it's by that, we pray for him, rebuke the spirit, he gets healed. Six months later, you know, now he's got throat cancer. Yeah. The sickness repeats itself. Why? Because we are dealing with the sickness, but we are not dealing with the spirit. Mm. And so it tends to manifest. So you would understand it different when the Bible says the woman who was bent over backwards for over 18 years. Yeah. Right? Or you know, she had a spirit of infirmity. You know? Right. So you begin to realize that she has different sicknesses. And there are a lot of people like that. Right. Mm. You know, every time there is sick with this or with another, with another, with another. Why? It's not the sickness. The root is different. Right. Right. And so you have to deal with the root. When it's disease, you have to deal with the root. Right. When it's sickness, you have to deal with the root. Yeah. Right. And so talking about the whole topic, why don't, why, if God, <coughs> you know, heals, why am I not healed? Sometimes we need to find out what is the root of it. Right. A lot of people have a sickness in their body. The root has taken place in the area of the soul. Whether their will was damaged, whether the emotion was damaged, whether their memory and imagination is damaged. Wow, right. You know, when things have happened, like we talked about, you know, you said, uh, you know, most of the things that have happened happened in childhood. childhood. That memory is not healed, and so now it's manifesting years later. You know, and so there needs to be healing to that area, mm. you know. And so I used to do a lot of healing meetings before, and... Uh, I mean, just everywhere I go, I used to do healing meeting. I used to go teach for four or five days. I would not pray for anybody. You know, I teach, teach, teach. Then I would pray. You know, but by the time I needed to pray, 
most of the people were already healed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why? Because number one, they learned to exercise faith. But number two, I began to realize most people have blockages in their mental realm, in their soul realm. They have bitterness, unforgiveness. Right. Right. Uh, the Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter number 12, verse 15 and 16, uh, that, that sexual immorality choked the grace of God. Mm -hmm. And so even living wrong like lust and all those things, pornography, it, it, it chokes the grace of God. Right. Mm. You know? And so things like that we have to kind of deal with. I'm glad you started with that because when we come back from break, I want you to talk about what can open doors. Mm. You're already starting to talk mm -hmm. about it. We will be back in a moment. And I want to ask Pastor Brian when we come back about how we can be healed from anxiety. We'll be back in a moment. Not to spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? <laughs> come on. It's a leopard. Stay back. Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his air. Don't come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, 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 Rabbi you cannot. His disease, you can't. Please. Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you could do. I know you can heal me if you are willing. Seek your own honor. Please just do me this one thing. Uh, but what do I tell people? Go. Show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Uh, uh. Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. 
Green is definitely your color. Oh. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> hey, it's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen, and if you liked what you just saw, and you want to see the episodes of the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ, you can do so right now for free. Yes, if you get The Chosen app, you can watch these episodes for free right now. You're going to go to thechosen.tv or the Apple Store or Google Play, download the app, and you can watch immediately episodes one through four. Hope you enjoy it and thanks so much. Welcome back to The Pastors. Can God really heal me? Yes, He can. And we're talking about the what, the why, the how, who, where, even the when. Now, Pastor Nikki was just talking about the difference between sickness, disease, and infirmity. And he mentioned that we can open the door. We can literally open the door for infirmities to come in, sicknesses, and even diseases. So, Explain what open doors are, how we, and you started talking about some open doors. Yep. How can, what are open doors? How can we close those doors or prevent an open door yep. for sickness to come in? Yeah. Well, I'll just read a, uh, just a <laughs> scripture verse, you know. First uh, John chapter one, verse six onwards, you know. It says, if we say that we have fellowship with Jesus, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Right? But if you walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and then the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. You know? And then it goes on to say, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm. And then the famous verse of that chapter, if we confess... Right. <laughs> Our sins is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes. But that's later. <laughs> the verse 6 is what's important. It says, <laughs> if you walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with God. Yeah. Right. Walk in darkness, obviously you got no fellowship. Right. Doesn't matter what you confess. <laughs> because you are in, in, in darkness, you know. So, the Bible says, the blood of Jesus cleanses us because when we are in the light, we are also able to walk with one another. Right, that's right. All right? So, I, I said something like this. Because Jesus is the ruler of the kingdom of light, Satan, the Bible says, is the prince of the power of darkness. And so, anywhere there is darkness, he right. doesn't need permission. Hmm. Anywhere there is light, God doesn't need permission because that's their domain. Right. Right? And so the Bible says in Luke, make sure that the light that you think you have in you is not darkness. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? And so Jesus said to Peter the same thing, right? <laughs> he said, listen, I'm praying for you. Right. You know, why? That your faith will not fail. That's right. He says, I'm praying for you. Then we know the story. You know, they're around the table. <laughs> you know, they're eating together and suddenly... A little darkness creeps up. <laughs> Who is the greatest among us? Right. <laughs> now the Bible doesn't clearly say, but we know it's Peter. Because he's the one who always opens his mouth. <laughs> you know? And suddenly what happens is pride. Well, well, let's not use the word pride. Let's use the word darkness. <laughs> Let suddenly allow darkness to come in. Now what has happened? 
Satan is the prince of the power of darkness. He opened the door. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. So I would say it as simple in the simplest term. You know, don't make it complicated. Don't make right. it religious. Right. Just think, hey, whatever is of darkness, the enemy has right. a chance in complete right. right. So it's not so much I'm opening a door here, here. No, no. Sometimes it's subtle, like pride, right. like a small little pride. You know. You've allowed darkness. That's what the Bible says. Guard your heart above all this. That's all right, right. right. And so we can go to a lot of other things like we talked about, you know, having some things in the house where there are objects that right. we put our trust in that this gives energy or, or this is a blessing thing or if I do this or if I have this, my room will be nice. And people have all kinds of stuff. You right, know? right, right. You have taken something and allowed darkness. Why? Because suddenly faith has shifted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you put something in man or something in the works of man, you know, that's an open door. Right. It right? is. And so just think that wherever this darkness can be as subtle as pride mm. and the enemy comes and please understand the enemy doesn't fight fair, right? <laughs> so he just didn't take anything. You know? Right. There's something, pride, don't worry. I go through pride, but I'll destroy the whole family for right. something else. Right. Wow. This needs an open door. Whoa, that is awesome. And could any any sin be an open door? Any sin? Yeah, because it's darkness, right? Right. It, it's darkness. That's right. And so I think just look at a straight line, light and darkness. You know, I just talked about um, Hebrews chapter number 12. You know, people read that verse and they take the first part of it. Right. You know, it says that uh, um, bitterness, right? It chokes up the grace of God and then mm -hmm. it gives you an example and it gives you a very different example of, it gives you an example of Esau, mm -hmm. you know, how he sold his innocence in his birthright. But he called him, it says sexual immorality. Yeah. Right. Like what is sexual immorality? I mean, he just sold his, but it compares it to, you know, it doesn't make sense, right? Uh, but again, that is darkness. Yes. You know, and so going back to some of the things we were talking about, it's amazing to me. Uh, we're talking about cleaning the room. Right. Right? Well, maybe not TV nowadays, but, but, but phone. Right. Oh, you know? wow. We got all these people doing all this, watching all these videos, yes. all these things that are there. Um, sometimes, you know, all this... Uh, they, you know, people get, it's amazing how many people are addicted to online pornography. Mm -hmm. You're right. It's amazing. You mm. know, that's an open door. You know, that's it. Right. It because is. now you're getting pleasure for your body somewhere right. else that is not authorized right. by the scripture. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so I would say it like that. Yeah. Wow. Now, in talking about our bodies and talking about our minds, a lot of people, even in the church, maybe especially in the church, they deal with anxiety. How can we be healed from anxiety? Anxiety is rooted in worry, fear, and control. Right. Uh, and what I mean by control, the scripture's clear. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Right. Um, so whenever we are anxious, another scripture that quickly comes to mind says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God. We feel like so much, we say we trust God with our lives. Right. You know, we say that we have given our life to Christ. Right. But to a lot of us, that means we pray to prayer. 
not that we genuinely trust. So if I'm seeking first the kingdom, then I'm not paying attention to everything. I'm aware of everything that's around me and all the needs that I have. But I think when I begin to put my needs in front, I begin to take control again of my life, thinking that I have to deal with everything. You know, when uh, when we begin talking about my sickness and my disease, right. we have now taking a taken that that issue that we're dealing with and held it on the inside rather than just trusting. Jesus said, take no thought. He didn't say don't worry. Right. He said, take no thought for tomorrow. No thought. That literally means that I'm not even supposed to think about tomorrow. You know, he he was clear. He said tomorrow will take care of itself. So basically, it's got its own share of issues. Right. But focus on today. What in the moment right now am I standing in need of? Well, Lord, I put my trust, my faith and my hope in you to move in a way that I can't see. I don't understand and this is where the supernatural abilities of God mm. begins to exercise through my life and through my faith. We've, we've been talking the last couple of episodes on faith. To me, whenever we are walking through the darkest hour of our life, it's the greatest opportunity for God to do a mighty work in my life if I take my hands off of the reins and quit trying to control and figure out because that's what's happening is we're all trying to figure out what we're going to do right. and a short circuiting our mind. We weren't created that way. We were created. I, I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him. The scripture is very clear. So when we put our trust, our hope and our faith in a God that cannot lie and cannot fail, right. he will come through. Might not be in the way we want it to right. or the way we think it's going to happen, but God will absolutely come through when we put our faith and trust in him. So anxiety is a choice. Absolutely. And I so, think that a lot of times, when, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think a lot of times whenever we are in that moment where something Pastor was sharing earlier is that I think a lot of times when we're in that moment where we're so self-focused on right. my needs, my hurt, my pain, whatever that is, and sometimes somebody speaking a word to change the atmosphere instantly takes my mind off of my issue. Yeah. And I begin to understand that there is a God who loves me and cares for me, who died for me, he, for me, who gave everything that he had to make sure that every aspect of my life was taken care of. It begins to change my mindset to believe that all things are possible, as the scripture says, to him that believes. So everything becomes possible. So to answer your question, yes, anxiety is a choice. Because I have to choose either I'm going to focus on what I don't have or what I need to do or focus on God doing the work for me and coming through in my life. Wow. You know, I mentioned Pastor Kenneth Copeland earlier, mm -hmm. and I just thought of something that he said, oh, wow, maybe two decades ago when I was watching his TV program. He said, faith is believing that something is going to happen. Yes. Fear is believing that something it's is going to happen. happen. And so when you were talking about fear, it really reminded me of that. And our anxiety is because, well, we're not supposed to claim it. it's our anxiety, but anxiety 
convinces us <coughs> this is going to happen. Right. This is something that's going to happen. And while you were talking, the Holy Spirit said to me, I don't want you to talk about anything else for the remainder of this episode but anxiety. Right. Because people need to be healed from that. Pastor Nikki, share. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, going along with what uh, Pastor Brian said, you know, uh, I just shared about this one two weeks ago. Uh, the Bible says in Peter chapter 5, cast all your cares care, care upon him that's right you know for he uh, careth for you you know and i think every time i hear that word cast all thy care you know i think you know you need to get a fedex box yeah and do a <laughs> act you know take right. everything that you're worried about maybe write it down this that put it in a <laughs> box and send it so, so, yeah. somewhere you know yes uh, so i think you have to learn to do that you know learn to Cast all our care. What's one us, way? You know? I know you I said. I was going to say that's a that's a big subject when we begin talking about that. So yeah, learn how how can we cast our care? What what's one way to do it? To to cast to throw to to get it away from me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll say two things. Number one, God has to lift it up off yeah. of us. You know, or they tell us to cast, but it's almost like somebody coming along and helping us move a stone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you verbally, God, I am worried about my marriage. I'm worried about my children. Lord, I'm worried about my business. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's giving me sleepless nights. It's affecting my health. You know, and so, Lord, I know mm-hmm. that I'm not made for this. Yeah. And so, Lord, I ask you to come in and um, lift it off of me. Right. You know. Lift it off of me and then take it because I, I don't even know how to cast it. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to push it. Or for first, you <laughs> lift it off of me. Uh, for me, what I began to realize is that for me, this is for me, I, I realized that uh, my mind is full of something. And, and But when I write something down, it's actually only two things. <laughs> right. <laughs> One right. hour, I'm sweating. This. And so for me, writing has helped me to kind of release something. Mm. And so when I'm worried about something, I actually open my phone, I think open note, and I actually write down what I'm really worried about, you know? And when I actually write down, I find out that, wow, this took like, you know, 45 seconds and whole hour I wasted. Yeah. <laughs> and when I read it down, it was quite clear. Right. And then I pray, I say, Lord, this is what I am worried about. And so in the name of Jesus, Lord, your word says that the peace of God will guard my right, heart and mind. Right. Right. And so I invite that peace to come and guard my heart and mind mm. as you lift this up from me. And so the Bible says, Philippians 4 or 6, you know, don't be anxious about anything. Yes. You know, but make your request known with thanksgiving. That's right. And so, Lord, I thank you that, you know, Hey, my marriage is healed. I thank you, God, that you're working on my children's life. Thank you, Lord, that, that you are a provider. You are Jaira, that you're going to provide for me this month. Yeah. And, 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 and it's going to be taken care of beyond what I think or imagine, you know. And so I verbalize in a thanksgiving prayer. And I just thank God for the results yeah. of what actually is bothering me. Well, we are going to continue talking about anxiety, being anxious, being nervous. And some people are actually on anxiety medications. We'll be back in a moment. To spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? (laughs) Come on. It's a leopard. Stay back. Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his air. Don't 
come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, 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 Rabbi you cannot. Please don't turn away from me. I won't. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Only if you want to, I submit to you. My sister, she was a servant at the wedding. She told me what you could do. I know you can heal me if you are willing. Seek your own honor. Please just do me this one thing. Uh, but what do I tell people? Go. Show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Uh, uh. Who has an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. Green is definitely your color. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> Hey, it's Dallas and the creator of The Chosen, and if you liked what you just saw, and you want to see the episodes of the first ever multi-season show about the life of Christ, you can do so right now for free. Yes, if you get The Chosen app, you can watch these episodes for free right now. You're going to go to thechosen.tv or the Apple Store or Google Play, download the app, and you can watch immediately episodes one through four. Hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much. Welcome back to the pastors. Can God really heal me? Does he really want to heal me? And we're talking about anxiety. And I want us to continue this talk 
about anxiety because it's a fear. I know this is going to happen. I am so convinced that this is going to happen. Why is it so easy, Pastor Brian? Why is it so easy to believe that something negative is going to happen instead of the positive? It could very well take the same amount of force right. to create the negative as it could the positive. Why is it we are so prone to think that the negative is going to occur? On a basic level, well, imagination. I want to talk about that in just oh, a minute. Oh, that's great. But on a basic level, in third grade, somebody tells you that you're fat, you're ugly, you'll never amount to anything, whatever. There is some level of a belief system in what they said. That's why we take it to heart and hold on to it. And then we function out of that abnormality or deficiency. Mm. So uh, why, why can we believe well, something that somebody says in third grade, sixth grade, eighth grade, whatever. But yet when we hear that. Wow. God loves us beyond words that he has provided every opportunity for us to be whole. And we struggle with that, but we believe this. Wow. Imagination is a huge thing. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places. But it also says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So we're talking about casting. And I think that a lot of us, we, when we hear the scriptures and we hear the, the messages about that we're supposed to lay this before the Lord. Well, it's very easy when you're standing in front of a circumstance <laughs> to pick that right back up yes. and, and try to deal with it because we know what's best, right? right. <laughs> you yeah, know, and yeah. so, but what happens is imagination begins to play through these thoughts of what could happen, what might happen, especially when you have this ache in your armpit and you're like, what is this thing? And aunt so-and-so died of lymphoma. And that's the first thought that comes in our minds. Right. Is that we begin to hold that imagination. The Bible says that, that we have the authority and the power through the Holy Spirit to take that imagination and to take control of it and cast it down. To throw it down. Because a stronghold is a place where the enemy hides. Right. A stronghold is a place where all of those insecurities and all of that stuff that we've held on to hides and Satan capitalizes on all of those things. And so when we're walking through life and whatever it may be happens or whatever causing the anxiety, whether it's, you know, you grew up with a poverty mindset and you'll always believe that you're poor and you'll always be poor to break out of those things has to be maintaining a level wow. of control spiritually, not naturally, because naturally I'm looking at the circumstance. But we serve a supernatural God that works in the natural. Right. And so putting my hope, faith, and trust in him to believe that, I said it earlier, that he's a God that cannot fail means that I am taking control of what is in my mind and I'm casting it down because it is exalting itself right. against the knowledge of God. So I have to read the word to understand what is the knowledge of God. Right, right, right. Change my mind through that process. Romans 12 and 2. 
be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So the renewal process comes through the scripture, but I have to take the authority over the imagination in the moment. Mm. Gracious. And that is hard. Yes, it is. That's hard to do. Pastor Nikki, you and I both cared for our fathers before they passed away. Now, I experienced a lot of anxiety. Uh, my father, he would eat and he would just pass out at different times while he was eating. Wow. One of the scariest mm, wow. things, and both of you all know about this, is one of the scariest things for me. And so I couldn't even go out to eat with him and he leans a certain way and I'm thinking it's about to happen again. And I, I preached about it. I was, I was very open about it. it. It just scared me. It was so, it was terrifying for me. Uh, I remember one time he leaned way over and I, I, I went to catch him. And he was just looking for the pepper on the table because it was, I guess, on the other side of his drink. And I said, God, you have to help me. Yeah. This is too much. This is really, really, really too much. So there are people that somebody doesn't come home. They're always home by now. And, and I'm calling. They're not answering. I'm texting. They're not answering. They're in a car accident. You understand that? Because that anxiety, they get these thoughts. What is it that we can do to calm ourselves down so that we won't be so anxious? And did you have the, any, any type of experience like yeah, that? Well, I, I mean, I think to a certain degree for all of us, you know, there are buttons. Yes. yes. You know, that it just, you're pressed and, and it just, they're pressed and in uh, One of the things that I find in my life, and I would just say this um, um, as uh, plainly as possible, uh, sometimes when we have an expectation, yeah, you know, like, I, I don't know, I need to think this through, but uh, as people are listening to us also, I don't want a negative expectation to be placed on them. Right. Right. Meaning to say that, hey, listen to us, listen to this, and, and now why aren't you healed? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because this is not like a, 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 a like you do this and you get healed. Right. Oh, no, you know? no, no. Uh, it's uh, a process. Yeah. And so many times that worry comes, you know, that, okay, they're saying like this, they're saying like this, they're saying like this, and I'm still not healed. Now I'm worried. Is there something wrong with me? With me. Right. Is there something wrong in my life? Is there some hidden sin? So is there, uh, sometimes you can do everything right. Right. You know, and we have worry because we don't allow an important factor called time to come in and let it carry out its due course. Yes, yeah, that process of you know? time. And uh, I began to realize, mm. and I told you, I think in the first episode, I may have mentioned that almost 10, 12 years ago, I went through a whole season of fighting sickness and this and then I went and studied, I went and got understanding how the body works, this. And what was most frustrating for me is during the time we were talking before, you know, my thyroid was affected because my thyroid was affected. It controls my belly and my fat here. You know? Yeah. And, and it's been the most struggling, like my button would be that. Yeah. Mm. 
I've got people that I've helped spiritually get healed in the sense of sickness. I I I I'm a big believer in vitamins, supplements, and and things like that. I got people in the hundreds who tell me that they've been healed of this, healed of that, healed of because I told them what to do. Right. And then I struggle myself. Right. So sometimes you feel like a hypocrite. Mm. You know, Lord. Yeah, but I'm doing everything that I know to do. Why isn't my thyroid getting healed? Why am I not dropping weight? Why am I not, you know? And then, you know, people give you, the only thing that's free is advice. <laughs> you know, people give you 110 advice. This is what you should do. And I'm like, dude, you know, I have studied this lesson. Right. I know, you know, but sometimes we just be quiet. And so sometimes there's anxiousness because you have done everything and still don't see anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? So that's the same thing I felt regarding my dad. Mm. Right? It's like, okay, how come we're doing everything that we know to do and still don't receive anything? Yeah. All right? And I had to go back to the scripture. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what is faith? Faith is a being in a place where your whole complete reliance is on God and right. that pleases Him. Right. That's all. You know? And so the Bible says in Hebrews 11, there are people who believed and did not get the promise. Right. That's right. But they were in faith. Mm. <laughs> they pleased God. That's right. And so uh, to me, that's what set me free. I began to, you know what? Yeah, but I'm doing everything I know to do. Right. I'm putting my thing in the world. Whether the result comes or doesn't come, that's not my decider in the way that I can please God. Right. In the place I anchor myself. And so I learned slowly, slowly not to be worried. I learned slow. It took time not to be anxious. Why? Because I learned to take what the scripture says and say, you know what? It really doesn't matter whether I get healed or not. What matters is do I have complete faith, reliance on God because that's what pleases him. Wow. You know? And so I began to reprogram. You know, and so I think sometimes we have to do that. Hey, you know, why isn't my husband? He always comes home at nine o'clock. It's like, you know, almost 10 o'clock. What happened? I don't think you'll have those thoughts if you, you know, if you learn to program every day, put your reliance on God. Well, God's going to take care of it. Well, God has it controlled. Yeah. I don't worry about those kind of stuff. I don't, why? Because I've learned to take and anchor my faith in God. That's what pleases God. And I have a sense of settledness in my spirit, you know. You have something to add to what that. A, I was going to say, what a great way to tie all the loose ends together. Yes. Is to believe, trust. It's it's ultimately up to God. I I have to walk in what I believe and I trust in Him. But the answer doesn't come through me. The answer comes from Him. It does. Great way to tie yeah. this together, Pastor. Thank it you It does. That. Now... If you have a problem with anxiety, if you have a problem and you really don't know what to do to get rid of it, please hear what we're saying. Now, we're not going to tell you to stop taking your medication, but please hear what we're saying. Please consider what we're saying so that you can be healed. You can be free because it's a bondage. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know I have been there. Mm-hmm. It will bind you and it will spill over to other parts of your life mm-hmm. as well. And we don't want that. 
We don't want that for you. And I know you don't want it either because it, it really takes you away from relationships and it, it just makes you live on the edge. And you won't have, like Pastor Nikki said, that subtleness, that subtleness. Now, I want you to give your life to Jesus if you have not given your life to Jesus. So maybe you did at one point, but you drifted away and you want to renew that relationship with Jesus. Can I pray with you? I would love to pray with you. Just if you can, bow your head, close your eyes. If you're driving, of course, keep watching. You can pray with your eyes open. And I want you right now, for those who are listening to the podcast or you're watching this right now, I want you to give your life to Jesus so you won't have it anymore. And then, as Pastor Brian talked about that trust, you can trust God because he has your life. So just pray with me and just repeat this. It's from you directly to God. Say, Father, I come before you right now by Jesus Christ, who died for me and who you raised from the dead. I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. Please forgive me of all my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Live your life through me so I can please the Father just as you please the Father. And thank you, Father, for saving me. I belong only to you now. You have my life. Thank you in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 We love you so much. Thank you so much for letting us hang out with you and to empower you to go and be the best you can be not just for yourself, but for others who need you and who depend on you. We love you so much. Have a super blessed rest Amen. of your life. And Lord willing, we'll be back here next week with more concerning healing to empower you. God bless you. Have a blessed day. Amen. Amen.